Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. Achieving my long-term goals is more about creating healthy habits and less about quick fixes. And that's why I love both intermittent fasting and daily harvest. Tim Spector, a gut health expert and founder of Zoe, and Dr. B, gastroenterologist and author of Fiber Fueled, recommend that you aim for at least 30 unique plant foods per week. Daily Harvest helps make it easy. One of my favorite options is the sweet potato and wild rice hash harvest bowl. With Daily Harvest, I'm getting tons of plant-based options built on organic fruits and vegetables that are easy to prep and free of weird ingredients such as fillers, seed oils, and added sugars. Create healthy habits that last with Daily Harvest. For a limited time only, go to dailyharvest.com ifstories to get $30 off your first box plus free shipping. That's dailyharvest.com ifstories for $30 off your first box and free shipping. Daily harvest.com slash is stories. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat, as well as the book that started it all, Delay Don't Deny. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than denying myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, Who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 391 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Emma Dab. Emma lives in Melbourne, Australia, where she works part-time as a law firm in professional development, but she also owns her own business, and she is a life coach, and she's studying to be a health coach at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, where I went for my health coach certification. Fun fact, maybe everybody doesn't even know that. I did that. <laughs> but it's really nice to have you here today, Emma. Thanks, Jen. Excited to be here. I've been listening to you for ooh, five or six years now, so I feel like I know you really well. <laughs> well, you, you do. <laughs> I am exactly what you think. So, um, And this is fun. This episode comes out on Leap Day, February 29th. I always love a, a good Leap Day. And also, you're talking to you, you're in the future. It's one day ahead there. Oh, it is. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm still living in Friday. You're on Saturday. On Saturday. How's yep. life in the future? Dark. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, the sun has come out now. <laughs> Good. I always, I make that joke every time. People are probably tired of my corny joke, but, you know, because you're, you got a different, different day there in Australia. Anyway, it's also summer and we're having winter. So all that. The elementary teacher in me loves all those little details. So. Well, I don't know if you know about Melbourne, but uh, our weather is very skew-if, and we're having some very wintry days. Our summer is bizarre down here at the moment. Oh, well, sorry about that. I, summer's supposed to be nice and warm. <laughs> yeah, we'll get, we'll get there. We'll get there in autumn probably. <laughs> okay. Well, back to the podcast. You know I like to start by asking, what brought you to intermittent fasting, and when was that? 
Yes. Well, like most people, it's been quite the journey. I discovered you by accident, actually. I was searching for a podcast and I can't remember exactly what the topic was. I think it might have been bone broth. And I just put bone broth into the Google and I came across you and Melanie. That's hilarious. I wondered if that's where it was going to be. Yes. We had a sponsor that was bone broth. Yep. Ah, so that's how I found you. So when was that? We were doing that podcast 2017. Yep. 20, I was thinking we, we started getting sponsors in 2018 and some of the early, we had two bone broth. We had kettle and fire, then we had bonafide and oh, they memory. were, yeah, well, <laughs> they were our, like some of our first sponsors and it was so exciting. Okay. And, like they sent me free bone broth and I was like, oh my God, I just got free bone broth. Something for you know, free. Right? <laughs> we were very early in the podcasting world, <laughs> but yeah, it was good. They had really good soup. I liked their soup a lot, so... You were like, what were you looking for bone broth for? You're just so 2018. It wasn't diagnosed yet, but I was feeling really unwell, and I was looking for strategies to reduce inflammation. So it turns out I have chronic fatigue syndrome. Oh, I'm myalgic encephalomyelitis. So I was doing heaps of research into all the things that could reduce inflammation and help me on my wellness journey. Wow. And then listening to that podcast, Intermittent Fasting. So that was my next project. Oh, I love that. So you were looking for bone broth because you felt like that would help you feel better, but you didn't know yet that you had chronic fatigue syndrome. No. Okay. You were just trying to figure out, did what What was it about? Did you think it was like maybe gut health kind of a thing? Is that what the bone broth? Well, I thought I may have chronic fatigue, but it was still early days. I, it hadn't been six months okay, of the symptoms. Okay, you were researching. I was researching. Yeah. And for chronic fatigue, it did say, yeah, gut-related issues. So Okay. If that's something I don't know much about. So you're going to teach me about chronic fatigue oh, syndrome well, today. I know what, so much about it. I bet you do. What causes chronic fatigue syndrome? Oh, there's about or is five that or six. Well, okay. there's about five or six different causes. And that's why it's so hard to get a cure because everyone's bet. different. Mm-hmm. It can be due to virus, so post-viral, which is what we're seeing now with COVID, people with long COVID, that's chronic fatigue. Okay. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Which is quite a nice thing. Not that people have it, but it's bringing awareness to, because chronic fatigue has been around for 60, 70 years and no one's paid much attention to it. But now all these people with long COVID are coming to the party. People are starting to put more money into research. So that's exciting. Oh, that makes a lot of sense because you're right. We always, I've, I've heard of it. Like I said, I didn't know a lot about it, but I've always yeah. kind of heard of it. It was like this thing and I was glad I didn't have it, but because I don't, yeah, who wants to be terrible. fatigued? Do Nobody. But you're right it's, that with with COVID, long COVID, we're hearing more and more people, sadly. Yes. But yes, that gets it's an a attention. Condition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So viral, perhaps. So viral, for yeah, for me. Also stress, also stress mm-hmm. for me. Trauma, no, that could probably be there for me too. Yeah, there's there's many different things. 25% of people that have it are bed-bound or house-bound. Oh my gosh. So some people can't even get out of bed. They can't even speak. It takes too much effort. Like if you ever watch, there's some videos around and docos. It's so sad. One woman's husband has to carry her like to go to the toilet, like it's devastating. So you just literally have no energy to move around. Yeah. Okay. So I'm lucky I'm not in that 25%, but I have oh, to yeah. manage myself very carefully through strategies because I can get to the point where I can't speak. I get that exhausted if I push it. Wow. Like you li- literally can't form the words. I can't even imagine that. That would be so hard because I am just hyper all over the place. <laughs> Lots well, of words. Me too, Jen. I've had to totally change my whole lifestyle I bet. around this, this I bet. condition. So 2018, you, you were listening to the podcast. You you heard intermittent fasting. What did you think? This is not a bone broth podcast. <laughs> I was so excited. So I started listening to you too. And then I moved on to intermittent fasting stories. I loved it. I was so excited. I loved the science. It just made sense. Mm-hmm. And you'll hear as I go on with my story, I am not a fast success story. I think I'm right. probably the slowest person you've ever had, but I believe in the science, so I'm sticking with it. Well, uh, you know, that's the thing. And there's so much going on in our bodies as you as you Especially have non-scale mine. victories and health victories. If you feel even better, even a little bit better, that's a reason to that's keep going, right? That you know, yeah. you, you know that it's helping and it's making a difference. And there's so much more to what it's doing than just what the scale is doing. That's so true. Yes. Well, and and that, that we'll, yeah. go, we'll go down those paths. So you started listening. And so you began in 2018 after starting listening. Yes. Yes, yes. 
And when I first started, it actually worked quite well. So after the three weeks of being a bit hangry yeah. <laughs> and finding it a bit tricky, the weight did just drop off. So I was how old back then? Early 40s. So I'm 47 now. And yeah, wow. the, the weight did drop off and I was really excited and I was loving it. So when you started, how, how much weight did you need to lose? Oh, not much back then. Okay. Maybe only 10 kilos, which is about 22 pounds. Okay. And you lot, did you lose all that you wanted to lose? No. So <laughs> <laughs> So then I went to Italy the next year. <laughs> so that was 2019. Went okay. to Italy, totally went off the fast, uh, got back. Then my dad died. Oh, no. Things are a bit tricky. I paused my studies. Wasn't at IIF then. I was studying something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love to study. Um, so, yeah, I've been really on and off fasting until okay. the last 12 months when I've done okay, it so consistently. You were kind of in that dabbling. Yes. Emma dabbling. Yeah, yeah, Emma I'm dabbling. Phase. <laughs> it's in my name. <laughs> so you, you were kind of in and out. But, I mean, I understand with the traveling and then with losing your dad, grief does something to us. You know, yes. when, you're, when you're going through grief, sometimes the last thing you can do is think about taking care of yourself and you just want to comfort and you want to eat and and that's that's it that's what's there yeah yeah and with the and chronic fatigue through, yeah that's what I was gonna say throw that in there yeah one of the hardest things for me is sugar so when I have it we call it a crash that's the language in chronic fatigue you have a crash and it's not just like a mid-afternoon 2 p.m crash it's a uh, three-day to maybe three-week crash where you're oh totally down in energy, which makes you a bit depressed because you just can't be bothered to do much. You'll have brain fog, can't concentrate, poor memory, all those things. Very similar to perimenopause symptoms because I'm going through that and the doctor's listing all these symptoms and I say, well, I get them with chronic fatigue. I don't know which is which. <laughs> now you're going to get them double. <laughs> yeah, fun. <laughs> the fun of being a woman. <laughs> So you were you were having struggles with sugar at that time as well, and then of course the pandemic happened, which probably oh, Junior, that did totally not help. threw me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know some people went really well with fasting during the pandemic. I did not. I think so, you know there are two kinds of people. The people, well, maybe okay, three. There are three. There's people who it didn't affect either way. People who really leaned in and lost a ton, and then the yeah. people who were like, forget it, or the stress of the pandemic, just yeah. So yeah, I had a little out. bit of the panic. I had a little, you know, I leaned, <laughs> I had a little of the extra eating, extra drinking, time to rein it in. I had a little yeah. bit of that. Honestly, pants tight. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But you know, luckily, I mean, I was Jen Stevens. I couldn't stop at that point. <laughs> People are Sometimes listening I, to me. Yeah. Yeah, like, I can't stop. I'm Jen Stevens. No, but I love fasting. I don't want to stop anyway. But I, I imagine you lost the, you gained back those 10 kilograms that you had lost. Oh, and more, and more. Okay. I gained so much weight. It wasn't just COVID. I've got two teenage daughters and <clears throat> one of them had significant health issues during that time. Mm-hmm. There were hospitalizations and it was very scary. Oh, no. So my, my go-to for stress <laughs> is yeah, chocolate and sugary food. Right. So I put on about 20 kilos and I say... About, and that's about 44 pounds because I wouldn't go near the scale. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember that being in the denial phase of oh, like if total you're just wearing your stretchy pants and you're not yes, getting on the and scale. I was, you don't, I was uh-huh. working online, so no one saw yeah. my waist. And I don't understand. Can you explain this, Jen? Why you look in the mirror and I see the same person? That was me and too. Why? And was it like you until someone took a photo of me? I had no idea how big I was. And I, I mean, was I knew I was big. Shocked. I knew. Me too. I knew, but not you know, but I. The photo. Yes, that doesn't lie. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. So, yeah. And there's nothing more stressful than when one of your children is having something going on like that. It was so stressful. Yeah. So she's doing fine now? She's doing? She is. Thank you. Yeah, she's good now. Back on track. Awesome. That's good news. So, yeah, so all that's going on. And when did, were you just like, this is enough? Well, I don't know if you've heard, but Melbourne had the most lockdowns in the world. Really? So, no, I didn't. I didn't know that. We were in lockdown for about six months in total. Not all in one hit, but in total. So that went over two years in and out of lockdown. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until I had to go back to work in person 
and put on some work clothes and they didn't fit. And I was like, oh my goodness. And I actually did weigh because I wanted to scare myself into doing something about it. I was like, wow, okay, I need to do something. Right. And do you remember what that number was that looked at you that day? Or can you share it? it down. Yeah, it was 99 kilos, which is 217 pounds. And I bet the feeling that went through your head was, thank goodness it's not 100. That extra <laughs> digit would have been, yeah. you know. Yeah, for sure. Terrifying the three. Never been in yeah. those numbers. Oh, right. Never want to get there. <laughs> yeah. So it, you knew you was time to do something. Your clothes didn't fit. You need a little different outfit from your stretchy home clothes. I get it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> work yeah, clothes. Sure. Time for work Some, clothes. Yeah. And when was that? When did you go back to work? So that was the end of 2021. Okay. Yeah, y'all were out for a long time then. Yeah, it's caused so many problems, Jen. So much our kids with their learning. Did they not go to school during all those lockdowns? They might have for a week or two. Oh, wow. But uh, the, yeah, the mental health of our teenagers in Melbourne is the worst in the whole of Australia because of that. Yes, yes, so many things. Oh, that's really, you know. Our economy went mental. Yeah, lots of stuff happened. Mm-hmm. As a teacher, that, that breaks my heart because, it, you know, the kids. They really suffer. It's hard to come back from, from that when you miss key points, you know, along the way. So yeah. we'll be feeling that for a while, I'm sure. We will. Yeah. All right. So you went back to work and, and did you come back to fasting at that time? I can't fully remember. It's been quite the path. Yeah. I probably did dabble again, I'm thinking. Or maybe I did do it consistently, but the weight just wasn't moving. So in March this year, I decided, well, I'm always trying to get over my chronic fatigue, so I'm trying right. all the things. And I decided to have an FMT a fecal microbial transplant. Okay. So March of 2023. Mm. Oh, sorry, that was last year now. It's microbial microbial transplant. transplant. All right. So that was, I guess that's something that's showing promise in the chronic fatigue community. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium, and specifically, Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency. And, in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories promo code IFSTORIES10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's bioptimizers.com slash IFSTORIES, promo code IFSTORIES10. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. See, look, now this is so interesting. I'm going to talk about that and the the COVID connection as well. I've seen some theories out there about COVID affecting the gut microbiome. And Everything you talk about viruses, right? So yes, viruses, viruses affecting the gut, COVID affecting the gut. And so that makes so much sense. And also we know the gut affects our weight. So yes. let's connect all this together. One thing we have heard a good bit from people post-COVID is that they will 
have been maintaining with intermittent fasting or whatever, and then they have COVID. And it doesn't even matter if it was like really terrible COVID or just, you know, mild COVID, but all of a sudden they start to gain weight out of nowhere. I've heard you say that, yes. I think something is happening in the gut. So, so interesting that for chronic fatigue, the the fecal microbial transplant, transplant, (laughs) I'm sorry, I just wrote down the initials, (laughs) transplant, is something that is being used. Because I just, I think that so many people who are struggling post-COVID with the weight gain, Mm. Have their ears perk up here as we talk about this. So, tell us more about that. Yeah, I don't know how accessible it is for you over there, but here there's only one doctor in Melbourne that does it. So when I had mine, there were people in the waiting room from Queensland that had flown down. Wow. So what happens is you go and have a colonoscopy, and they insert the first transplant then, so it's nice and high to have the best effect. And then you come home and you have to give yourself enemas for 10 days in a row, which is not so fun. (laughs) I won't go into detail about that. Oh, my gosh. But it shows how how hard we're willing to work for this, right? 100%. We want to get better. Anything. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. So after those 10 days, I felt like a new woman. Like usually I struggle to get out of bed. Uh, I wake up feeling like I have a hangover, even though I don't drink. And I was waking up early. I was waking up at 6 a.m., full of beans, ready to go. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm cured. This is amazing. But then that only lasted a week. Okay. And then my daughter was unwell again, back to hospital, and boom, yeah, I've gone back. Then three months after, I had some top-ups. Again, felt amazing for a few weeks. My daughter got ill again. (laughs) I crashed. So the stress and the gut connection totally is a thing. And it sounds like they're not taking root. Yeah, maybe. Like, I don't know. Like the gut microbes are not like settling in. Like they're, yeah, because yeah. you feel better and then, yeah. I wonder. Then you crash. Oh. Yep. And I had to have a whole food plant-based diet before the transplant to get the gut ready. So I was. Right. So you were I eating right? Yeah, I was eating right. And after I did for a couple of months, I was very strict with that because I wanted to mm-hmm. look after these new baby baby bacteria that I'd put in there. But it, did, it it wasn't a cure, but I do believe I have been recovering quicker. So there was some long-term impact. Well, that's good. You're, it's, there's some improvement that you've seen, but it didn't fix it, unfortunately. Didn't fix it, no. All right. So at that time, after the, that was March of 2023, were you fasting at that point? When did that come yes, back in? Yes, so I've been fasting consistently for the last 12 to 14 months. Okay. Yeah. So doing a anywhere between a 16-hour to 20-hour fast. Okay. All right. So you were just like, I'm ready to get back to fasting. You felt like you were in a good place for it. And anything yep. from 16, you said 16 to? 20-hour. 20 20-hour 20 fasting. Okay. All right. So how has fasting interacted with your chronic fatigue syndrome? Well, interestingly, I feel better not eating because digesting uses a lot of energy. So I'm not I surprised actually, at all that you said that. Yeah. Yes. So I feel great in the fasted state. And when once I start eating, I feel sluggish and you get that brain fog back. So I've just recently started alternate day fasting mm-hmm. because I've known for a long time I need to try this because of not just weight loss, but all the healing benefits that can come from a slightly longer fast. And I finally got the guts to try it in the last few months. I started with a 24-hour fast. And then, then after once I achieved that, that sort of broke the barrier. I'm like, oh, if I can do 24, I can do it right. a bit longer. That's exactly right. And, and that is true because the idea of, you know, 36 hours sounds so daunting. Oh, it like, does. Wow. It sounds like so long. But if you can do, if you can do 20, then you can do 24. And if you can yes. do 24, you can do 36. That's right. Yeah. And so, you just keep, yeah. keep going because you've, you've passed the metabolic switch. That's the, you've passed the hard part. It's, right. it's getting to that, the other side of that metabolic switch every day that can be the challenge. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. so how, do you, how do you employ ADF at this time? So I do it a couple of weeks a month. So I'm going okay. with my cycle with the hormones because I don't, I was concerned. Another reason that put me off ADF was the stress because stress is not good for my chronic fatigue. Okay. So yeah, in my research, finding that certain times of the menstrual cycle can be more stressful to do longer fasts. So I decided to yeah, do it in those parts now, of I my menstrual cycle. Now, I do want to pop in a little bit on that. 
Yes, just, I want to say that we, we there, there's some chatter about that, and especially one specific book that talks about that more so than yes. others that came out recently. And so a lot of people are confused about that. Let me pull my notes out here and tell you the episode number to look on the oh. Fast Feast Repeat podcast. It's not out yet as of the day that we're recording, but it comes out next week as of the day we're recording. But for everybody who's listening, it's already out. If you are confused about fasting for women, especially if you read a book that came out in 2023 <laughs> that implied that women needed to fast differently certain weeks of the month because of your mm. hormones, you need to listen to episode 28 of the Fast Feast Repeat podcast. So you can listen to it next Wednesday, Emma. Everybody okay. else who's listening now, you can. it's available now. We're recording this in early January. It comes out January 10th. So episode 28 of the Fast Feast Repeat Intermittent <sighs> Fasting for Life podcast. So we had Dr. Tabitha Barber on. And mm. Tabitha has been my personal OBGYN. I met her through, um, she's the one that got me started on hormone replacement therapy. She's in a, a health and wellness community that I'm part of, but she uses intermittent fasting. She has a book coming out called Fast to Faith. And she does intermittent mm. fasting with women as a part of the healing journey. And she takes a faith-based approach with that. She's just really delightful. But she got me started on hormone replacement therapy, which has mm. changed everything for me. But she busts the myth of fasting oh. being bad for your hormones oh and goodness. that we need to fast differently around our cycles. And, it, you know, I know nobody wants to hear it from me. I'm not a doctor. Yeah. But when you hear it from an OBGYN... Yes. who is also, she's a functional medicine doctor, meaning she went back and learned about hormones. She taught me that OBGYNs are surgeons. They don't all know about hormones, but she realized you cannot be an OBGYN without learning about hormones, right? Even though yeah, that's not right. the standard training. So she breaks it down and she talks about, well, we don't need to worry about that. There are things that are stressful for our hormones. Yeah, Anything that is too much for our bodies. So... That being said, you have chronic fatigue syndrome. So something that is not too much for my body could be too stressful for your body. Yes. So this is where bioindividuality comes into play. So you might be right when you, if your body is telling you that certain times you need to scale back because of the way you feel and that your body is telling you that, you're probably right. If yeah. you're scaling back only because you're afraid it might be too much stress for your body. That's a different thing. So really dig in and see if, if you need yeah, to or if you don't need to. Trust oh, that your wow. body will tell you. Okay. Is that helpful? That spins my mind. There's so much confusing information well, out there. Well, there is. There is. You know, like Tabitha talked, talked in the episode about like we know what what's bad for hormones, over-restriction, over-exercise. She gives the example yes. of uh, elite athletes, for example. Yes. Women who are Olympic athletes often lose their cycle. Yes. So the sign that what you're doing is not good for your body is you've lost your cycle. So if you lose your cycle, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> right. If you lose your, that women, unless you're, you know, perimenopausal and then just buckle up, your cycle's crazy. <laughs> Right, but I am your hormones yep. are going to be crazy during perimenopause because that's just how it is. Whether you're fasting or not fasting, that's what perimenopause is. But really, the people who need to worry about your, their hormones are women who are wanting to conceive. If you're in the fertile period, that's when you really you really don't want to do anything like like you know the Olympic athletic kind of stuff or over-restricting your eating because you want to be fertile. You don't want to not ovulate. So if, if your body senses you're over-restricting or over-exercising, it'll be like not a good time for a baby. We're not going to ovulate or you, know, it'll, it'll, you will not be able to conceive. Right. But if you're cycling normally, even what yeah. might be considered normal perimenopausal cycling, then that's a very good sign. Tabitha called your period is your fifth vital sign, she said. Oh, I love that. Yeah, okay. I'm going to yeah. go and listen to that. It, yeah. So, so, my period is normal. I'm on HRT, but yeah, it, it, it's normal coming every so see, 28 look, days. Look, you're, you're, okay. If you're on HRT, yeah. this is so important. If you're on hormone replacement therapy like me, I'm on bio-individual hormone replacement therapy, fasting cannot mess up my hormones oh, really? because I'm taking hormones. Oh, that my makes hormones, sense. Right? So, like... 
yeah, what can it mess up? I've, I'm, t- I'm used my, I went through menopause. My body stopped producing estrogen and progesterone in the amount that was needed because that's what happens to women's bodies post menopause. That's just what yeah. happens. It's natural. Whether you're mm. a faster or not a faster, that happens. So hormone replacement therapy puts it back in. So no amount of fasting. I mean, I could fast forever. I'm not going to. I like to eat every day, but I could overfast like a crazy person and it's not going to affect my hormone replacement therapy because I'm taking it. I have the estrogen patch and I have the progesterone that I take orally. So you don't need to worry about your hormones if you're on hormone replacement therapy. Well, that's one less you're thing getting to worry the about. hormones that you need and you're not at, at the age where you're trying to conceive. Definitely not. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Please upper, no. Upper 40s, yeah. You do not want to. So anyway, uh-uh. I'm glad that you mentioned that. There is no uh, reason awesome. that you need to fast differently, Emma, for hormonal reasons. But I do want you to listen to your body, body. because of yeah. the chronic fatigue syndrome. I, I don't know enough about chronic fatigue syndrome to know when fasting might be overstressing for you. Yeah, yeah that's so right. That's and what, I'm experimenting. And I do that's what you to need to body. do. Yeah, good. But I'm so excited by that news because I get sad when I go into the phase where I'm not supposed to do long fasts. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. And you know, there's also good in a longer fast. There's another episode. It's on the fasting method podcast. And before we talked to Tabitha, it was the mm. episode I would always share. It's an episode of the fasting method, you know, Megan Ramos, and they had an OBGYN on there. And she talked about also how fasting does not mess up your hormones. And so that's two OBGYNs who are fasting experts who have said that. So I know you shouldn't take it from me because I'm not a doctor. But, you know, I don't want people to mess up their hormones. But why did no one ever worry about me messing up my hormones when I was taking diet pills? True. Nobody said you're messing up your hormones or when people are taking the injections now or like doing a 500-calorie diet. Nobody... Nobody said, don't do that. But that is what's really bad for your hormones. Interesting. Okay. So now you have permission to listen to your body, which is what I want everyone to do. And also everyone else can listen to an episode of this podcast. I can't remember the episode number. Cecily Ganhart. Cecily Ganhart. She's an OBGYN. It's episode 34 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. So I talked to her June 20th of 2019. And that was a long time ago. And she actually uses fasting in her practice with women who have PCOS to increase fertility. Yes, yes, yes. So she'll have, she'll have women who cannot conceive or are having trouble conceiving. She would have them do intermittent fasting and then they would become pregnant. So yeah. I just want everybody, it was just very disappointing that that book discouraged women from, yeah, from really fasting. I've gone from fasting every day to not mm-hmm. and it yeah. really threw me off. And I'm not a doctor, so I don't want to say, you know. You talk to doctors. I do talk to doctors. So I want to share the doctors who are telling you the information that, and and, that really understand the hormone side of it. And I really trust the OBGYNs who have taken the step to learn about hormones. So I agree. Yeah. Now, over restrictive fasting could mess up your hormones. So I want to make sure that that's clear. Someone who was fasting in an overly restrictive manner that is not what I recommend could mess up their hormones, just like the Olympic athletes who are overtraining because that's what they have to do. Or people who are anorexic lose their periods. We don't want to do that. Over-restriction is bad. But fasting, feasting, repeating, nourishing your body well is not a problem. All right. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. (laughs) (laughs) Always a pleasure, Jen. (laughs) All right. So what, what do you think you'll experiment with now? Has that changed what you might try? Yeah. So this week I tried my first three-day water fast just to do some incredible healing. I don't want to go any okay, further than that. Okay. Note from Jen. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to yeah, go any further. I, no. And 72 hours, I talk about in Fast Feast Repeat, 72 hours is the absolute max anyone should ever do unless you're under medical supervision. And when those are the fasts that do venture into the over-restriction side of things. Yes. So cautious with that, but you definitely want to have a good refeed. I am not an extended fasting advocate or expert just because over the years of, of having fasting communities, I've mm. seen a lot of people do too much fasting because yeah. they get caught up in the, if fasting is good, more must be better. Yeah, but fasting better, is also but it's not. very healing. If I had certain diagnoses, mm. um, I would go to a fasting center. There's one called True North. I've just seen seen them interviewed and heard about the work that they're doing. 
but I would find a fasting center that was an expert in and I would uh, go there and I would do okay. it. I would, so see, I'm a big fan one. of longer fasting for healing. I don't want anybody to think that I'm not, but yeah. I also am a big believer in, there's a point to not go it alone. I just want to say, I don't okay. want people to overfast. Yeah. So you did, you did a three day fast for healing purposes. How did that yes. go? It went well. It wasn't as hard as I thought. The first day was actually the hardest, which was interesting. Of course and it was. I'm not surprised at all. Do you know why? You, can you tell me why you think it was, was the hardest? Because I hadn't gone into ketosis yet. Probably. Exactly. Once you flip that metabolic switch, then there you are. So the first day is going to be harder. And then you flip yeah. that metabolic switch. And that is why people get into trouble with fasting for too long. Because they can't stop. They they're can't, because the they're sun. like, I feel so good. Why would I stop? And so that's the problem because you're deep into the fat burning state. And I read a book, let's see, I've got it on my shelf over here, Fasting and Eating for Health, Dr. Joel Furman. It's old. It's a really old book, but he mm. runs a fasting center. I don't know if he's connected with the True North or not, but he does fasting with people. He also, I, I believe he's vegan, whole food plant-based, but mm. he talked in that book about how amazing fasting is, how healing it is. And he does long fasts at his clinic, but he said in his book, mm. yep. Your metabolism will slow down markedly after this long of a fast. And so I was like, okay, that's interesting information. This guy, after he's a, a big, day? well, no, he was, he was not talking about a three day fast. Oh, he, okay. He was talking about longer fasts that he was doing for healing purposes. But right. that stuck in my mind that there will be metabolic consequences if you overfast for your body, whether yeah. that's three days or, whatever the number of days is. I, I don't think that it's universal. I think it's different. It depends on yeah. your own metabolic health and other factors, like how you used to eat, how you're going to eat afterwards, all sorts of things. It all plays a role. But you you definitely, the long, I wouldn't like, if you did a lot of three-day fast, I think then your metabolism would start to slow. In the research that I saw on one 72-hour fast in isolation, mm -hmm. meaning they had not been fasting before, they didn't keep fasting, they just studied one 72-hour fast, metabolic rate went up at the beginning of the fast, kind of like how you felt the beginning was hard and then you flipped the switch and then you felt better. You probably could tell when your metabolic rate was feeling, was going up. It yeah. was up, up, up. And then they kept tracking people. There came a point when it reached the peak, metabolic rate peaked, and then it started to trend back down. Yeah. So I've by seen 72, one of your books, yep, I think. Yep. It's in, it's in Fast Feast Repeat. So by hour 72, the metabolic rate was above baseline, but trending down. So I just yes. I think that's important because if it's trending down, it's not going to yeah, suddenly that's always stayed with me. Go back up, right? You know, yeah, so you know that it. you're trending down. So you you need to have the good refeed after the long fast. So how did you feel once you flipped that switch? You felt great. Yeah, yeah. The next two days were fairly easy. I, I don't know if I feel differently because I've got chronic fatigue. I hear of mm -hmm. all your people saying you have so much energy and you go go go. I do not get that. Right. <laughs> I don't get that buzz of energy. I get the alertness and the sharpness. Mm -hmm. Well, that's it. But You're getting it. Yeah. It's okay. just not maybe as pronounced. Right. But I had to take it really easy. Like I was just at home. I wasn't going out for those right. three days. I just took it slowly. And I also want to point out that, that you're not going to, like for people who might be listening, we don't recommend those fasts for weight loss or for quicker weight loss. Because usually what people do is they'll, they'll have the longer fast and then they'll, they'll, you know, they'll show you a big drop on the scale. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as you refeed and have your up days, you know, two to three up days, which are recommended to keep, you know, your body needs that, you're right back where you started. Is that what happened with your weight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, did, I, I, I knew that from listening to you yeah. all these years. I just want to make sure all the listeners that don't haven't heard me talk about it before would, would get that. So that that's pretty much was your experience as well. Yeah. Okay. But what I am noticing with the alternate day fasting, the 36 hours, is it's really helping my energy after and my sharpness. And yeah, I'm really liking the feeling. I reckon I could do that continuously. Like it's funny so on like the days I eat... I feel like, oh, I can't wait to go back to the fasting phase. <laughs> <laughs> so you feel like you could be like a 36-12, just that feels really good to you. Yes. And you know, that the research Krista Verity did on alternate day fasting, 36-12, you can just keep doing it. it it's nice. not going to have, if, it, if you feel good, if you feel good doing it, you can just keep doing it. There's no need to stop, especially two weeks a month. Yeah, that was really annoying. <laughs> Thank you for yeah. bursting that bubble. Well. 
it's just been frustrating because I don't want people to feel like they should stop doing something that was helping them. Yes. Just, yeah. Anyway, I don't want people to be afraid to do it. We don't want to over-restrict. That is true. It's over-restriction that's really bad for women and over-exercising. As long as we're not doing that. Fast, feast, repeat, nourish your body well. Boom. (laughs) So let's, let's backtrack a little bit. When you first had chronic fatigue syndrome, you needed to lose some weight. And when you first found fasting, you needed needed to lose some weight. But have you struggled with weight your whole life? Or when did you first begin to struggle with that? Yeah. No, always struggled. Always. My mom put me on my first diet at 12. Oh, my goodness. So thanks, mom. So that was Weight Watchers. Yeah. So I am, and if it was an Olympic sport, calorie counting, I, I would win a gold medal. Oh, <laughs> I would yeah. have back in the day, not anymore. <laughs> Good. Freedom, never again. <laughs> so, yeah, weight has been not so much weight until my 30s, but I developed an eating disorder in my teens. Okay. No surprise. And so my weight was pretty much okay for that reason. And I, I loved exercise back then. Mm hmm. But in my mid-20s, I just decided at some point, I'm like, you know what? I'm overthrowing up. And I just decided to yeah, stop. Right. And I did. I stopped. But I still had a bit of that binging mentality. Mm-hmm. And that still does creep in some days. But fasting has actually helped with that, which is amazing. See, I'm glad to hear that. And and that is also a, a clue that you're over-restricting. So if anybody starts to feel increased binge behavior, feel like you need an increased urge to binge. After you've gone through the fast start, after your body's adapted, if suddenly you start getting increased signal to binge, that means your body is panicking a little bit and you've probably been over-restricting in some way. Because it's just that whole cycle. Your body body commands you to eat more because it's it's worried. You've over-restricted. So your body commands you to eat more and then you eat more and then you feel bad because you were you were purposefully eating less so you would lose weight and so then you're like when I got I was I was bad I ate too much now you have to get rid of it right mm. that's where the 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 purging comes in yes of the of the eating disorder yeah that's right but the binging since then will come in more for emotional eating for me okay not that I've restricted but that something's going on and yeah that's don't a second trigger it. Yeah. yeah. So binging, that can be another trigger for it. Emotional binging versus the, there, there is a physical trigger to binging. So I want everybody to be aware of that if, if that suddenly starts to happen. But if it's emotional, that's a whole different animal, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> a lot it really of people is. talk I'm about you are not alone. Oh, Good. I know. I've started seeing clients for health coaching and so far all of them have had emotional eating come up. I'm like, wow, it is so common. It really is common. And then people feel so much shame about it. Yes. 100%. And that's what I want people to stop feeling. Don't feel sh- That doesn't mean that you embrace it. And you're like, I'm just going to do it. No. <laughs> there, you know, there's an in the middle of you, you acknowledge it, you recognize it, give yourself a hug. I mean, you, you know, say, okay, I'm doing this. This is not what I should do. But, but try to get rid of the shame. Yeah. Yeah, the shame just makes it worse than you go and eat it some does. more because you feel guilty. It's true. It's <laughs> so bad it's for doing like this. Let me do it some more. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm glad that you're, you know, I really think we do best at helping people through things that we have struggled with ourselves. Oh, I agree. Yes. Yep. For sure. You know, who and wants I'd a coach to... who doesn't understand it, right? That's right. Yeah. I've been through all the struggles. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
So it wasn't until I had kids that my weight really got impacted. So I had my first baby at 27. Okay. Um, but that weight came off pretty easy. And then I had the second one, but pregnancy wasn't fun for me. I had morning sickness the whole time and uh, I comfort ate, which right. not ideal. So the second baby I put on 20 kilos, which is, what's that, 44 pounds, I think. And that did not come off so easily. Right. The second one, never it never does. After Your body's like, all right, we're just going to hang on to this. That's what happened to me. <laughs> it, the first one, boom, fell right off. Second one, no. No. <laughs> it's but never with some work, same. it did come off. I got, I got okay. a personal trainer and joined a group in a park, and it was so much fun. Their trainer would let me bring my baby. Instead of using weights, I'd use the baby as the weights. And using oh, that does sound fun. It was really cool. <laughs> I loved that. She was, yeah, I loved that she let me bring my baby. So yeah, through my 30s, I, I yo-yoed. I went up and down. I did the HCG, which mm-hmm. I know you did. And I did. That did you did do not the agree shots? with me. Not did you shots. Do the shots. Did you do the drops? No. Drops. But it didn't yeah. agree with me. I was ha- oh, hangry and angry and mm-hmm. tired the whole time. Yeah. It, it was I did hell. the shots. I'm sure you know that. But yeah, it's it's a very, it's a low calorie diet. I, you know, it was invented by a doctor. I mean, again, it was a th- just because a doctor says it does not mean. I mean, doctors are people who can have really wacky ideas about. Yeah, they things, make right? mistakes too. They do, and <laughs> you can find a doctor with an opinion. You can find ten doctors who have a different opinion than that doctor. So, a doctor said it is. You need multiple voices, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. HCG was crazy. And there was just that one guy and we're all trying it because we're desperate. But it's the ultimate low-calorie diet, which is also really bad for your hormones. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. It was like 500 calories a day. Yeah, I didn't last long on that. No, I didn't either. Honestly, I really didn't. You were supposed to do it for like, I don't know, six weeks. I did it like 21 days. I mean, I just couldn't do it. It Yeah, I think I lasted about that long as well. My body was like, nope. (laughs) And then you're just binging and then you gain it all back. Yeah, it's quick yeah. weight loss, but it's not sustainable and you gain it all back. No. So up and down during my 30s, then my 40th was coming up and I wanted to have a party and I wanted to look fabulous. So I had this great motivation and I'd bought this little white dress that I'd never worn because it was slightly too small when I bought it. Oh, I did <laughs> Which... that back in the day. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is going to fit if I lose five more pounds and then the exactly. next time you tried it on, you were 20 pounds heavier. <laughs> <laughs> But I was determined, Jen. So I started running and I felt really good. And I and I was eating well. I wasn't on a diet per se. I was just eating well. And I got into that dress. I looked fabulous. Oh, I think yay. the best I've ever looked. I'm glad you and got yeah, into it. Yeah, that was a great night. Looked fabulous. I think then I couldn't stop running. And then, yeah, shortly after that, got chronic fatigue. And yeah, all things went downhill. And <laughs> So you my, can't pinpoint to like the cause of your chronic fatigue. Like you can't say, oh, I it was can. that virus. That Oh, you can? Okay. I can. So okay. it was 2018. I had a year from hell. It started in January. Oh, actually, it started in the Christmas before the January. I got a infected tooth, had to have mm. that out. Ah. Then I got an infected gum and that was Ooh. one of the most painful things I've ever had. So what did they give me? Antibiotics. Ooh. Yeah. Then a few weeks later, I went to Bali, got Bali belly really badly. So more antibiotics. Is that like a food poisoning or is it water related? I think that one was water related. We went scuba diving and oh. yeah, we all got sick, but I got the sickest. Yeah, won't be doing that again. So it just then, destroyed your gut. Yeah. And then go through the rest of the year. I, I was just always run down, getting every cold, every virus. Come August, I had to have a flu injection for work. I was working in the dementia field at that point and it was in aged care a lot and it's compulsory here to have flu vaccines to go into aged care. Now, I was very run down at the time and mm-hmm. I had the flu vaccine. And what happened? I got the flu, <laughs> even though oh. the doctors will say that doesn't happen. Right. Then I ended up with pneumonia. Oh, my goodness. And then I had multiple rounds of antibiotics that wouldn't go away. I've never been so sick. And eventually, yeah, I actually never recovered fully from it. That's what turned into chronic fatigue. So my, my immune system just totally shut down. Oh gosh, it was just too much. You're, it just it got too overburdened. Much body. Yeah, it was too many things coming in at one time. Your immune system just kind of went haywire. Yeah, but prior to that, Jen, I, I was I'm a Type A personality. I was go go go. Single mum, two kids. I was working, studying, salsa dancing many times a week. Like there was no rest. I didn't do right. rest and self care. 
So mm-hmm. it was a perfect storm. Okay. All right. So that that started the battle with that then. Yeah. Yeah. So let's circle back to today. You, know, mm. you, you just started ADF. Yes. Recently. You've been mm-hmm. consistent with intermittent fasting-ish for 12, 12, 14 months, you said, as of today. Yes. So how's your weight journey going now? Well, after I had the FMT in March... I lost 10 kilos really easily and I got so excited because nothing had shifted in a long time. But then that stopped and I've plateaued, Jen. I just, nothing happens. That's why I went to ADF, another reason for okay. healing. But, and I wanted yeah. the weight loss to shift. Right. But how, then I how close are you to where you want to be, your goal? I'm still 20 kilos away, so 44 okay. pounds. Yeah, so okay. nowhere near. But I discovered that book into my... ADF, so I wasn't doing it consistently because I'd stop. So I'm wondering if I do it consistently, then I'll start to see things. All right, Nessa, I'm super excited. So you're going to have to follow up with me and let me know. So, (laughs) okay, so you are going to be consistent and listen to your body. Because that wrinkle of the chronic fatigue, you're going to make sure you're not trying to do too much and you will know. Your body will yeah, tell. Yeah, will you. know. It will tell me. You, yeah, your body absolutely tells you. Like, like you talked about with the sugar. If you have too much sugar, your body, you're down and out for days, right? Yeah, yeah. So, as long as you're feeling good, see what happens. And yeah, I'm really excited about that. Yay! No need to stop, especially since you're not in your fertile phase and you're taking hormone replacement therapy. Yeah, that's yeah. Great we still news. don't want to overfast. I mean. At no time, whether you're a man or a woman or whatever your age, we don't want to overfast for our bodies. But hormones are going to be the least of your issues, Emma, since you're taking hormones. <laughs> that makes sense. Meta- metabolism is important. We don't want to mess up our metabolisms by overfasting either. So, all right. So, tell me about your eating. You mentioned that you, at one point, you were whole food plant based before you had the FMT. How, yes. what, how's your eating now? So I've continued with that, which ish, as you say, clean ish, yeah. whole food, plant based ish. Interestingly, I went to a meditation retreat just before Christmas, and it was beautiful whole whole food, plant based vegetarian food. And I came home and cooked some lamb steaks for me and my daughter, and I had two mouthfuls and spat it out. I'm like, "Is there something wrong with this?" And she's like, "No, it's great." I'm like, "Oh, you've lost your <laughs> taste for it." Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've pretty much lost my taste for chicken. I've never, I've I've always been kind of like a little something about the chicken, but I just don't don't want to eat chicken. Yeah, for whatever reason, (laughs) I don't think I've ever had lamb. Y'all eat a lot of lamb over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Not ever had the lamb. (laughs) Definitely not. So you're you're feeling pretty whole food, plant based ish. Yes. And since starting with IAN four months ago, and yeah, always looking up new stuff, I've started making my own kombucha, which I'm loving. Oh, see, so I, one day I, I've been telling myself one day since probably since the day this podcast started, you've heard me talk about it. it. Yeah. I want to, but I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm thinking about, I'm, I am still always so worried that I'll like do it wrong and give myself food poisoning. Oh, it's well, the confidence. Well, that's just where I lack the confidence. And and I mean, I understand if you do it right, you won't. But somebody sent me some sourdough starter one time and I killed it. So. Oh, well, I did that with my kefir. I tried kefir. I couldn't get that started. But the kombucha I'm loving and experimenting okay. with flavors. I'm drying yeah. fruit in the air fryer and yummy. Yeah, pineapple, What's your favorite go-to? Oh. Ooh, I think passion fruit might be my favorite. So tell me what you do. Uh, I don't. I don't know that I've ever had anything passion fruit. I don't think I have. I don't know what passion fruit tastes like. I don't like the sound of passion fruit. I'm like that sounds like one I don't like. So I've never tried. It's a tropical fruit. Yeah. Do you like mango? Well, some mango. Okay. I don't like mango flavored things. So sometimes I will determine I don't like something because, like for example, I thought I didn't like bananas. Because I don't like banana flavored things. You know what I mean? Like fake banana oh, flavor is really, yeah, really gross. So I've always thought I didn't like bananas because I didn't like fake banana flavor, but a real banana I like. So I might, that might be true for mango. I might like real mango. So how do you make the kombucha? Well, my friend gave me a SCOBY, which okay. is the starter. And now that, start, that stands for something, which I cannot remember. Yeah, I don't know what the B stands colony, for bacteria. Some kind of colony yes, of colony bacteria. Colony of bacterial, yeah, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Uh, so she gave me the scoby, and then all you do is add black tea and a little bit of sugar. It's that simple. 
and then it eats the sugar. So that's the thing some people are confused about. If like they think it has a lot of yeah. sugar, but no, the, the, it converts it the sugar and it. makes almost alcohol. It's very low alcohol, right? And if you leave it too long, it turns into vinegar. So you leave oh. it seven days, and then you pour it into a bottle, add some fruit, and chuck it in the fridge, and there you go. It's really easy. Oh. It does sound easy one day. I will. Ginger's I my keep... favorite gin. Ginger, you just add ginger. fresh ginger. It's like Ooh. ginger beer. Yeah. Do you like ginger wow. beer? I do. I do like ginger beer. Yep. So I know it's just a feeling of like knowing that you have made this. Like when I was making and bread all the time. Yeah. yeah. It feels like magic. All right. Yeah. I'm, it's in there. One day I'll do it. One day I'll do it, y'all, and I will tell you about it. <laughs> you got me into chickpeas and, and making hummus. Well, good. Making hummus is, I'm glad. That's easy, isn't it? It is easy. And I even soak my chickpeas. I take it to the next level. I soak chickpeas overnight. So do you start with dried? Dried chickpeas, yeah. Okay. Okay. And then whack them in the air fryer. Awesome. So what what do you struggle with these days? Other I know the chronic fatigue, anything else? Bad advice about not fasting for certain times of the bad advice. I got on a bad from bad advice. Well wasn't I got onto keto, but not properly. Keto. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't real keto, so I wasn't counting macros. I thought, no, I can't do any of that. But I'll just add butter to everything, <laughs> <laughs> including my coffee. So I think that I gained a lot of weight doing that, Jim. Yeah. Because I, I, mm-hmm. I was still eating sugar. I was still just eating oh, the things. Yeah. Oh, that just is adding not butter to definitely. everything. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm good. I'm laughing and you're laughing. But honestly, I do think that's been some of the most confusing part about the whole keto movement is that it gave everyone the impression that fat was free. Yes. Well, I was yeah. fasting. I was fasting right. as well. Yeah. I just thought you could do both, but no, you can't. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> the, there's some sort of a thought that like you cannot gain fat from eating fat. And actually fat is the easiest thing that your body will store as fat. It doesn't even have to work that hard. You know, if you eat way too many carbs and your body has to convert some to fat, it it's a harder process. So it's less likely to happen. So. <laughs> yes. Yeah, anyway, I get it. There's just so much, so much noise out there. It's really hard to disconnect yourself from all that diet noise. You know what would help with that, Jen? What a dieting coach? Not a dieting coach, a fasting coach. Right. Well, I'm, I'm excited <laughs> that you're studying at IIN and that you're thinking about <laughs> thinking about it because seriously, people do need a little extra assistance. You know, I've got my community and it's a great place and I love the members there and they are really great at supporting one another. And of course I'm there mm. too. But sometimes people need just another level of support. And that's where a coach, I do not coach. And sometimes people will reach out to me and ask me if I do and I don't. I don't have time to take that on. But we definitely need fasting coaches who really understand fasting and the clean fast. Yeah, definitely. 100%. Yeah, makes such a difference. So, well, we are almost out of time. Oh my goodness. You're definitely going to have to stay in touch and let me know what happens when you I will. are I will. consistently like a 36-12 kind of a thing. Yep. See how that goes. And we could really talk, probably talk for a long time more, but what would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting or what do you wish you knew when you first started? Ooh. Well, after our discussion... <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah, there is so much conflicting advice out there. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. be careful what you read because, yeah, I've been fasting on and off for five or six years and read so much and I just read that thing about the um, hormones and looked that took me off the path. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there is misinformation out there. So do your research. She's, I'm sure she's coming from a good place. Maybe she's seen people do over fasting and so either that (laughs) – you can't draw conclusions from someone doing something badly, right? Like, yeah. if someone's doing it wrong, then that's the problem, not the thing. Like, you could you could abuse fasting, yeah. Of and then you can. is it the fasting yeah. that's the problem? No, it's that you abused the fasting and did yeah. too much fasting. So it's finding that happy medium. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. My other advice would be don't compare and and be ready to be a study of one because look at me. I I am so unique and I don't think anyone else would have a fasting story like me, but I trust the science and I I believe it'll work one day for weight loss. It's it's had many other benefits, but the weight loss will come eventually. (laughs) Yeah. So you just still stuck at that, what, 10 kilograms down? Is that what you said? Yeah. 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 20 to go. (laughs) <laughs> and the gut, the gut part is so important. Like, like yeah. we said earlier, it is just, and 
it's still such a mystery, you know, even as much as we know about the gut, it's still kind of in the infancy. It really is. And it's, it's exciting to see where it will go. I think so too. Well, Emma, it has been a pleasure to talk to you today. And thank you so much for sharing your story. And I'm serious. I'd like you to stay in touch. I will, Jen. Thank you so much. It's been an honor to meet you after listening to you for so many years. So thank you. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast. Behind every successful business is a story, and some of them might surprise you. Like how Chobani's first yogurt factory was discovered on a piece of junk mail, or how the founder of the multi-million dollar cosmetics brand Drunk Elephant was told by everyone, including her own mother, that the name sounded like a dive bar. I'm Guy Raz, and on my show How I Built This, I talk to founders behind the world's biggest companies and brands to learn the real stories of how they built them. In each episode, you'll hear entrepreneurs share moments of doubt and failure and talk about how they were able to overcome them on their way to the top. How I Built This is like a masterclass in innovation and creativity, a how-to guide for navigating life's challenges from the people who've done it all. Follow How I Built This on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus.